You are listening to the Hope Church Weekly Message Podcast. Hope Church is located in Cleaver, Texas and meets on Sundays. Pastor Todd and the preaching team desire for this message to bring life in a dark world. For more information about Hope Church, visit HopeChurchCleaver.com. I was doing some research this week, and this is week two of our filtered series, and we're talking about social media. Now, I want you to hear me. I don't think social media is bad. In fact, some of you are watching now on social media, uh, and it has been great during this Corona-geddon, uh, as Tina called it, uh, that it's been, it's been great that we've still been able to connect together at least a little bit on Facebook. But I did some research this week. And I had a hunch, and the hunch was correct. Now, Russell Clayton, he's a doctoral student at the University of Missouri. Uh, He found and studied that approximately one in three divorces is a result from social media-related disagreements. Later on in 2010, so 10 years ago, the American Academy of Matrimonial Lawyers, yes, I said it right twice, found that four out of five lawyers used evidence derived from social media networking sites in divorce cases with Facebook leading the way. And so this was 10 years ago. So imagine how much they're using in divorce cases today. So what I'm saying, guys, is social media can be a force for good, but it also can destroy your life. How many of those people do you think that social media was used in their divorce proceedings thought that social media could destroy their lives? Because here's the thing. The Bible tells us very clearly that all things work together for good. But when sin enters into the world, then things get a little bit hairy. And so what I'm saying to you guys is we have to put some safeguards in place. So the title of today's message is what safeguards, what social media safeguards do I need in my life? What social media safeguards do you need in your life today? The first one is you have to understand boundaries. Boundaries are so important. It's Exodus 19, 12. In fact, when I looked up boundaries, if you, if you put boundaries, there's so many Bible verses, I had to scroll through about a hundred of them to narrow down to this one. Exodus 19, 12, it says, and you shall set limits for people all around saying, take care not to go up into the mountain or touch the edge of it. Whoever touches the mountain shall be put to death. Yeah, exactly. Thanks, Parker, for building that suspense. (gasps) Death. It's true. It's true. Because what Moses was warning the people is the presence of God was sitting on the mountain that he was talking about. I believe it was Mount Sinai. And if what we understand about the Old Testament is that was pre-Jesus. So their sins were not covered. So if they enter into the presence of God with sin, what happens? They drop dead instantly. And so Moses was saying, you can go up to this point, but you can't go any further. Remember back to the Garden of Eden. God told Adam and Eve, of all these trees you can eat, but this one, this one tree, you cannot eat. Y'all ever do that with your kids? You're like, you can have all of this. 
all of this, but this one thing you can't have. And they're just sitting there going, they can't stop staring at it. It's like, you see all these markers? These are washable. This is a Sharpie. You cannot touch it, right? And they're like, I want that Sharpie. Because it's bred into us. I almost feel like we need to do the opposite with our kids. Just say, don't do that. And actually tell them, don't do the thing that you want them to do. And it feels, I feel like that'll work out better. Kids, right? Y'all listening? Yeah, you look like it. <laughs> Maddie's eyes. Dad, what? Dad. Y'all love being in big service, don't you? <laughs> They're lying, Miss Patty. They're counting down the days till they can be back with you. Um, and so, guys, if we're not careful, social media will expand to absorb any amount of time you will allow it. So it's a key in your life to set boundaries. How many of you, and you don't have to raise your hand, get deep involved in social media? You'll do your TikTok dances, uh, uh, whatever, like this, right? Your TikTok dances. I watch you, I see you. And then later, you look and two hours have gone by. Two hours of your life. Now that may not be a big deal, in Corona Geddon, but when we get back to normal life, you think that's going to be a big deal? And if you don't, job, okay? Might be good for you to do something with your life, all right? I'm just kidding. But guys, if we do not set boundaries to protect ourselves, others will dictate those boundaries. I've got news for you today. Mark Zuckerberg, who owns Facebook and Instagram, doesn't care about you. <gasps> really? Mark Zuckerberg, we're friends on Facebook. No, hey Roy, come on buddy. Come on, run, run away from mom, run. <laughs> it's my favorite part of kid service. I just, I hope one gets away so we can have fun with it. <laughs> I'm just happy it's not my kid this time. <laughs> and so, I know Mark Zuckerberg doesn't care about you. I know, I know this is shocking to you. But here's the thing. He wants you on Facebook and Instagram as much as humanly possible. You know why? Because that makes him more money. The way they make money on social media is through clicks and hits and scrolls. That's how they make money. And so the way they do it is they get you more addictive. They make it easier for you to use. They make it easier for you to get on so that you can never-endingly scroll and then you're looking down and then your Netflix asks you, are you still watching? And you're like, stop judging me. <laughs> Stupid Netflix. So first we gotta set boundaries. The second thing we must do is create accountability. Create accountability. Now I referred to this at the beginning, but an epidemic that's happening over and over and over and over and over again is people are actually not being very faithful to their spouses because of social media. And we've seen a rise in divorce rates because of social media. Hebrews 10, 24 through 25 says, nope, 413, scroll down, look at the wrong thing. And no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him who we must give an account. You know, guys, in the normal world, in the normal world, if you run into your ex at Walmart, are you going to have a conversation with your ex at Walmart? 
I'm just letting you know, if my wife is with me, I'm not having a conversation with my ex at Walmart. It will be a very uncomfortable, so move on. It's like, don't, don't look, babe, come this way. I know I just went off camera, sorry. Uh, but, why, but why is it that at midnight when our ex flame texts us and we're in a committed relationship, we're like, hey girl, hey. Why? Why is it that when we would not, you know why? Because there is no accountability. No one can see you talking to your ex on Facebook or direct message on Instagram or Snapchat or can you direct message on TikTok? Sorry, I, don't, I should have researched that. Yeah. But here's the thing. My wife has all my passwords. You know why my wife has all my passwords? Because sometimes I just need her to quit asking me questions and just read my text messages. <laughs> I've learned that's easier. Because she's like, well, what did you and so-and-so talk about? Stuff. What kind of stuff? Good stuff. Can you be more specific? No. <laughs> Can you just read the conversation? <laughs> and, then, and then I'll scroll to the, the beginning of the conversation, and then she'll scroll even further past. I'm like, ah, rah, rah, rah. the reason you're confused is you keep scrolling. Just stop where I'm at. Are we the only ones that have that conversation? Maybe. Okay, we're weird. It's fine. But my wife has all my passwords. You know why? Because I don't have anything to hide. There's no conversations that I have on Facebook that I'm not okay with my wife having. Now, there's some conversations with church people that I have that I don't need the whole world to see because it's just the nature of my job. But I'm okay with my wife seeing it. Why? Because I've got nothing to hide. Here's my question. If you are unwilling to allow someone to look at your social media accounts, my question is why? Are you trying to hide something? So let's roll back to Hebrews 4.13. Abby's going to throw it on the screen. And it says, and no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to my eyes of him to whom we must give an account. There's a reason the Bible uses the word naked. Our clothes hide what is underneath. Most of us don't want other people to see what is underneath our clothes. Amen? One more time. Most of us don't want us to see what is underneath our clothes. Amen? Okay. We're not a nudist church. I know this is news to all of you. Okay. Why do I say this in the Facebook service? I didn't say this in the other. But our clothes hide what's underneath. What God is saying to us is there is nothing that you do is hidden from him. There is nothing in front of God's eyes that he cannot see. So what I'm saying to you is anything you do on any social, social media platform, God can see. And it says in the end of the verse, to whom we must give an account. God will ask you one day about this. So next time you do that one thing on social media, say, how am I going to tell God about this? Because that's literally what Hebrews is telling you. How are you going to tell God about this? Now, accountability in your life is good, not just for those that have a tendency to wander, but guys, sometimes we spend a lot of time on Facebook. Did you know that your iPhone, and, and somebody told me, Paul told me, but he left, uh, what it was called for Android. They have apps 
that tell you how long you have been on certain things. On, on the iPhone, it's called uh, screen time. And if you go and you look at your screen time, you find out how much time in a week you spend on certain apps. So for the sake of this message, I looked up last week how much time I spent on social media. Now mind you, I do live videos on Facebook. I do ministry things on Facebook. I was on Facebook last week 10 hours. 10 hours. And I challenge you, go look how much time you spent on social media. And let me challenge you this. Is it possible that you could spend one hour less a week on Facebook and spend 10 minutes extra a day in your time with the Lord? What if our Bible app had more screen time than our Facebook or Instagram app on our phone? How would that change our lives? Did you know that you can also set a password on your screen time account that you can set, I only want to be on Facebook an hour a day. You don't think that's a lot. But once you set it and it pops up and says your time is out, it requires you to put in a password. Now, for those of you that lead a little bit more accountability, maybe you should find somebody else that does so you don't know the password. Just don't be like my kids and look over the shoulder when you're putting in the password. Kids. I had to make my password so complex, even I can't remember it. Because my kids are like, Dad, what's your birthday? Like, why do you want to know? Never mind. What's your anniversary? It's today. <laughs> so, first, we need boundaries. Second, we have to have accountability. Number three, remember your real community. Remember that you have real community. Hebrews 10, 24 through 25 says, and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as the habit of some, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day drawing near. Guys, social media is a great tool for connecting, but the problem is it gives us a synthetic connection. Guys, Facebook makes us think that we know somebody so well when we actually don't know them at all. This week, these things happen on social media. I'm, I'm, on, I'm, I'm a pretty prominent figure on social media, so oftentimes, Teresa and I, we, and Justin, and I don't, Abby was with us this week, we went to a restaurant, and somebody at this restaurant goes, hey, Pastor Todd, how you doing? I'm like, hey, what's up? How you doing? Good to see you. Good to see you. We sit down, and Teresa goes, who is that? I don't know. <laughs> But that's, that's the social media day and age we live in. We think we know Michael Jordan because we saw what Michael Jordan had for lunch. But guys, Michael Jordan doesn't know you. I know that's hard. And you're like, but he's my friend on Facebook. He must know me. Because we have to understand, Facebook is not a substitute for real connection. COVID-19 has shown us that social media is an okay replacement for a time but we all have been itching for human connection. How many of you enjoyed that you actually got to feel the bass today? How many of you actually enjoyed that you got to hear people sing today? No matter how bad your neighbor sounds, don't tell them, it's fine, okay? 
the band words in here is we can't hear you, okay? You can't? We okay? I'm just telling them that so they'll sing louder because most of them sing not so great, but it's fine. It's fine. It's good. The Bible says make a joyful noise, not sing good to the Lord. Um, Amen. That'll preach. Guys, if social media was the real solution for connection, did you know there's some numbers about COVID-19 that they're not putting out? Suicide rate is through the roof. Addiction rate is through the roof. Cooks Children's Hospital is overrun with kids, not with COVID-19, but with abuse. Why? We don't have that interaction or connection with people. Guys, God did not create us to do anything in isolation. God did not create us to do anything alone. You know, back to my theme of, of unfaithfulness in a marriage, in a relationship. You know, Facebook, Facebook gives us a, a false sense of who someone else is. You see this other person, you're like, oh, they live such a charmed life. He's so cute. He doesn't wake up looking awful in the morning. Sure he does. Sure she does. You know, guys, everybody that's not married thinks marriage is a fairy tale. I'm here to tell you, birds don't wake up my wife and pick her up and carry her into the bathroom and get her ready every morning. They don't do that. And I don't ride right into the bedroom every morning and say on my white steed, hello, I am here. I don't do that. That'd be really cool if I did, but I don't. But here's the problem. We always think the grass is greener on the other side and we forget to water our own lawn. You know, I acknowledge this may be a shock to you. I don't wake up looking this pretty every morning. Now you're like, what? I don't believe it. I have to sleep with the machine. People joke at night that I'm Darth Vader because I sound like Darth Vader because I have to sleep with the machine so I don't stop breathing at night. Don't you think that's kind of dangerous that I stop breathing in the middle of the night? So I sleep with the machine. Now, do you think my wife's like, mm, that's sexy, that machine right there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I hope she doesn't, but she might. (laughs) She doesn't. She's like, put the machine on, you're snoring. I can't go to sleep. But that's marriage. Right? Does your wife do that to you too? I sleep better with it on, but but sometimes I'm watching a show and I fall asleep and then she goes, ah, and wakes me up. Like, like one time I'm going to go into the pot. <laughs> but guys, it's very easy for us to look at somebody else on Facebook and go, ah, oh, they live such a charm life. Because they wake up and their breath smells bad. Their hair's not combed. They stink and need a shower like we all do. And so if, if you think somebody's grass is so green, you might, not, you might want to know the manure they've had to go through to fertilize that lawn. There may be a lot of manure that's settled in to make that look so green that you need to fertilize your lawn a little bit more. So what does this mean for us? 
What does this mean for you in your life today? The first question I have for you, do you have enough boundaries in place? Do you have enough boundaries in place? Do you need to set a screen time password to go off every hour to remind you to get off Facebook? Do you need to look at your screen time and go, man, I've been spending a whole lot of time on, on Instagram, Facebook, maybe for some of our older attendees, Fox News. Uh, did I say that? <laughs> Just joking with my dad. Was dad in here? Dang it. Dang it. Most convicted. You want to you come to the altar? I always tell what my dad's been at my house. Why is Fox News on? Oh, dad was here. <laughs> That's not a political statement. CNN, too, could, could be just as that, okay? Uh, well, calm down. Jeez. <laughs> wow. <laughs> if, if only we could be so vocal about the Bible. Anyway, number two. Whoa. Whoa, the preacher went and stepped in, huh? <laughs> That's right. That's right. What was that? <laughs> Your keys. The Lord sent in something. Number two, do you have any accountability in your life? Any. Guys, I want to tell you, if you want to achieve greatness, if you want to achieve great things, you have to have accountability in your life. Because our nature as humans is we like to be comfortable. And you can't achieve great things and be comfortable. Guys, I'm here to tell you, I know, I know you see me up here. I know you think that Pastor Todd calls the shots. But guys, I have accountability. I was, kinda, I was talking to another pastor friend of mine this week. And we talked about, you know, you think in the world, the further you get up on the ladder, the more autonomy you have, the more you get to call the shots. But it's actually the opposite. The further you get up in the world, the more people you have to answer to. Now, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I love that we have an elder board. We have staff that push me to be better. I would not be as good without those people. What I'm saying is, is what accountability do you have in your life to push you to be better? Because I guarantee without those people in my life, I would not be the pastor that I am standing before you today. But you don't get to see that. So what accountability do you have in your life to push you to be better? because you're not gonna get better alone. You will just stay the same or maybe even get worse. For those of you that don't believe me, how many of y'all make a New Year's resolution every year? I'm gonna go to the gym every day. First day, you do awesome. Second day, you get up, you're like, yeah, I'm sore, but I'm gonna do it. Third day, you hit that snooze button, you're like, ah, not today. Why? Because there's no accountability. You're only accountable to yourself and yourself is tired today and you don't want to deal with it anymore. Number three, do you need to join our meaningful community? Now guys, I know some of this, I'm preaching to the choir to you here today and to you, some of you on Facebook, maybe I'm preaching right at you. Are you tired of synthetic community? You need people around you to push you to be better. Now, I love Facebook. I'm so thankful for Facebook that it's helped us keep connected through these times of COVID-19. 
But guys, in order for you to be better, you have to be around a community of people that love you and can push you to be better. And so we can't just settle for the synthetic community. Now I know some of you, you're at home watching now because you're, you're, you're nervous about getting out. Now I know some of you have good reason and I want you to know if you have good reason, I'm not talking to you. Some of you don't have a good reason. You just didn't want to get up. And so what I'm saying to those people is guys, you've had eight weeks to watch church at home. It's time to get here. It's time to be a part of a, a meaningful community. Now, some of you I know, some of you I know need to stay home for the time being because you have some immunity issues or maybe you're in an age demographic that's a little bit older and, and you're nervous about it and I get that. We still do the online for those people that need to stay home. So I'm not trying to, to shame you. But there are some people that are choosing not to be here when they can. And so what I want you guys to be challenged with is we will always do what's most comfortable for ourselves, but sometimes we need to be pushed. Sometimes we need to be pushed to be better. Sometimes you need to tell somebody, I'm going to see you at church. You know why you need to tell them? Because if you don't show up to church, they're going to call you. And if you're good friends with me, you'll find out real quick that if you don't show up at church, I'm going to call you. You're like, where you at? And some of you that are watching on Facebook, you're going to get that message this afternoon. Where you at? You'll be like, just tell the truth. Okay, tell the truth. But guys, what I want you to hear is we want you to be a part of this community, not just because we want butts in the seats, because we know it is so valuable to you. I've seen people go from their life falling apart to jewels just from being a part of a meaningful community, a meaningful body of Christ. So I'm going to invite my wife up with me today. I know what's up this time. Oh, I don't know what's up. It already happened once, but I don't know. What... Mo gave me very specific instructions to bring Crystal up and have her pray with me. I was like, what? Just do it, she said. So we'll stand here and wait. worst at this game all right the worst at this game he's supposed sorry. to fake it right now like oh my gosh i can't believe it. it's so great he really knew for real but no yeah I'm no authentic. for real for i'm real. sorry i can't help it he already mentioned it before but we're going to mention it in front of you guys that his anniversary today is his anniversary right today today, today right we got married 11, on a sunday too 11 years at night right on a sunday night on a right? sunday afternoon sunday afternoon yeah 11 years all right to me that's a huge milestone first off married to somebody being around somebody that long of you know I'm just saying to be honest with you it that's tough and so that's a milestone second off you do ministry work together that makes it 10 times even more hard to do if you don't understand it that's fine you don't you, you don't have to but trust me doing what they do is not easy 
doing what they do is not easy and all of us can't do it. Thank God we don't have to do it. But hey, today we want to celebrate them 11 strong years and they're still going and still doing what God's called them to do together. And that's the main thing, right? So there's a few things that Grant and I are passionate about. We're very passionate about giving. We're very passionate about honoring our leaders. And we're passionate about couples having good relationships. So today is a perfect trifecta. We want to give. And as leaders, we want to lead from the front. We feel it. The Bible talks about honoring your leaders. It's biblical, and it's also deep in our hearts. It's important. And like Grant said, a healthy marriage and ministry, y'all, that's hard. For those of you who don't know, ministry gets lonely. It's not a job. It is not like your nine to five job. And so this couple pours into their relationship on a regular basis. And we all benefit from that because then they in turn pour into our relationships. So it is proper and right for us to honor them on special occasions. And so from some of your leaders, we just wanna tell you happy anniversary. I'll let you guess what restaurant this is to, but I bet anybody in this congregation can guess what gift card is in here and some babysitting money for y'all to have a date night. We love you and appreciate y'all. Well, y'all make sure to pat Crystal on the back because she's got a tough life living with me all the time, so... Let's, let's close in a word of prayer. Then I'm going to ask you to sit and Pastor Grant's going to release you by rose. Lord, we just thank you for this time. Lord, I just thank you for the blessing of marriage. And Lord, the reason I'm so passionate about talking about boundaries and by talking about protecting it is because marriage and relationships is something to be valued and something to be protected. And so, Lord, I thank you for, for today, for the blessings of 11 years that you've given my wife and I. And Lord, I, I pray blessings over these people. Lord, as they pursue after you, as they put these safeguards in their, in their place, Lord, so that they can pursue after the great things of you. Lord, I thank you for letting us be in your house again, Lord. May we never take that for granted. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.